Hello people, it's your boy Caesar here and this is a Highbury Club one shot. You can hear that background noise. I am in the hustle and bustle of the city of London. There is people about, there is noise, there is wind. So I apologize for this audio quality, but I wanted to get this out because it is of course deadline day. We've barely had enough time to absorb the 2-1 win against Villa last night because of course it's straight on to the murky business of football transfers. Honestly speaking, I can't wait for the transfer window to be over. I want to get back to focusing on the football. I want the teams to be settled. I want the squads to be settled. I want to know who the players are. I want to know who will be wearing the shirt. And I want to know what kind of competition I'm up against, particularly given such a truncated uh, Premier League season, given the World Cup slap bang in the middle. But that being said, we do have to deal with the transfer window and what is going to be happening. So let's get right to it. First things first, of course, on the Arsenal side of things, after the injury to Thomas Partey, the injury to Zinchenko, the injury to Mohamed Elneny, Arsenal are now had to pivot on their, on their transfer plans and look for a deep-line midfielder. Now, question marks as to what kind of midfielder they want will tell you quite a lot about what they're looking to do. And it looks as though they're going for that deep-line playmaker. And they've approached Douglas Louise of Aston Villa. Now, my first thoughts when I heard this was, number one, not surprised, former City player, Arteta's worked with him before, um, Brazilian, good technical quality. My only reservation about uh, Luiz that I've had over the years is the degree to which I feel as though he has an immense amount of talent, bags of talent, but he's one of those players that always struck me as someone who just turned it on when they won. I don't know if he's one of those players that is supremely motivated to be the best every single day. I always got the impression that he was one of those players who was genuinely the best at 70%. So never had to try and reach 90, 95, 100% because they were better than most people at 70. I don't know how that's going to work in our club. And I don't know if that's an unfair characterization, to be fair. Um, uh, Scott Willis, uh, O underscore that underscore crab, put out some stats online. And they kind of revealed what, I, what I'd always thought. You know, excellent, te- excellent talent, excellent technique, but output, effectiveness, meh. So for me, love to see him. Love to see him in the, the red and white of the Arsenal, but whether or not he is the guy remains to be seen. But that being said, given his role, his role, it seems to me, is going to be very much the old nanny replacement. He's going to be a rotational option. So maybe when you're thinking of it from the point of view of a rotational option for the Premier League, rotational option for the Europa League and the Cup games, competition for Sambi at the 6 and the 8, actually, maybe he's a good fit. Not someone who you have to pile all the pressure on to be the best player, but someone who's good enough to come in and do a job. And we saw him against us, whipping across in, scoring straight from the corner. Fantastic audition, and it looks like it's got the club's uh, got the club's attention. I joke, of course, obviously he would have been on the club's list, but you get my point. I think um, it's, it says a lot that um, rather than go for the winger or go for the eight, you know, linked with Tielemans all summer long, that we are trying to replace that deep line playmaker. And it says to me the club are aware that that is a vulnerability. Party's availability, questionable at the best of times, questionable moving forward. Um, Elneny, he was given a one-year contract. His contract was due to end at the end of this season. So will the club award him a new contract or was he a holdover until the player they really wanted became available next summer, for example? You know, saying they couldn't do all the business in one window. Maybe the re-signing of Elneny was because he's a good player who could hold them over for one season until the player they wanted was available and then got injured so they thought we have to get that player now the question is 
is Douglas Louise that player? I mean, it might track, right? Douglas Louise has 12 months on his contract. The El Nene extension was for 12 months. El Nene's contract ends, so does Douglas Louise. El Nene out, Louise in. Maybe that was the plan. We don't know. And we'll never know because of the injuries and because of the move. We also don't know if Villa are going to accept the proposal. Um, it's being reported somewhere around the £23 million mark, potentially what's being offered. Reports that Aston Villa want £40 million for Douglas Louise. We'll have to see what ends up happening. It is currently 5.39 as we speak. So we'll see what happens as we move forward. Um, an interesting one. Definitely got the technical ability. Definitely the ability to play at the base, to progress the ball. But we'll see if he can step up and be the player we need in the moment we need him. Because I suspect that player, whoever he is that comes in in that position, will be needed this season. That's for sure. As well on the transfer front, looks like Hector Bellerin is making the move to Barcelona. Now, for me personally, this is um, a shame, but something that's needed to happen. Bellerin, a long-time gooner, great guy by all accounts from everything you see of him, and burst onto the scene, super young, super quick, tenacious, looked like he was going to be an absolute world-beater. And it's just a shame that, you know, ultimately we've not been able to see the best of Hector Bellerin, particularly after that ACL injury. Um, horrible injury. The number two should have been someone who I think would have been an Arsenal player for life and would have gone on to, to do a lot of great things. And, and to be, no, 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 to be fair, let's not undercook it. Multiple cup winner for the Arsenal. You know, if you play for the Arsenal for a long period of time, you manage to stay in the side for a long period of time and you win trophies with the Arsenal, you, just, you deserve respect. And Hector Bellerin deserves respect. But there's no doubt that his talent would have, would have demanded more than what he achieved. And it's a shame that also, you know, his talents and his emergence coincided with a period when Arsenal were not at our best. Um, so that being said, it is a shame that we won't see him any further. But the reality is he wants to go. The club wanted him to go. He's not been any of the matchday squads. I don't think he was ever going to get into the matchday squads unless there was a, an emergency at right back. Um, look, this guy's got nearly 250 games under his belt since he broke through in 2014, 2015. You know, he played a key part in, you know, three of our four FA Cup wins in that run of, of FA Cups we, we put together. Um, if you told me back then, you know, if you told me sort of 16, 17, that Hexa Bellerin was going to move to Barcelona, that would have just been the worst. But now it feels like a bit of a marriage of convenience. He wasn't Barcelona's first choice. By all accounts, he didn't want to go to Barcelona. He wanted to go to Betis. Betis couldn't afford him. Barcelona couldn't get their other, their other options. So this is a marriage of convenience. Um, and one that will last for probably about a year, reporting that he's been offered a one-year contract and they can revisit at the end. Maybe the idea is he goes for a year, helps, the, help, helps Barca out while they rebuild, and then he moves to Betis afterwards. Or who knows? He goes to Barca for a year and in, and in January they sell him to Betis. Who knows? But what we do know is he won't be an Arsenal player any longer, barring any major hiccups at the end of the window, which at this point are unforeseen and unlikely. So all we can say to Hector Bellerin, Hecky B, honestly, mate, well done. Congratulations. You've done brilliant in the Arsenal shirt. You came, you broke into the first team, you won trophies, you did what a player is expected to do. Well wishes, all the best. That's all you can say and nothing more. Um, we've also got James Olienko, who's gone out. Um, young, uh, young Arsenal youth player who's finally left 
moved to Cheltenham, good opportunity for him to get some first team minutes. Um, he was never really going to break into the Arsenal first team and that's fine. Not every academy player does. It doesn't mean they're rubbish. It doesn't mean they're a flop. It means they found their level and it's given them an opportunity to play men's football and test themselves and push themselves to be better. So congratulations to him. Hope the move goes well. And that is where we are with the Arsenal right now. It seems to me that this is really going to be a long, long end to the window. Lots of negotiations have absolutely no idea whether or not the club is going to be able to pull off the moves they want to move, uh, they want to pull off. We have no idea whether or not if they don't get Douglas Louise, whether there'll be enough time in the window to pull off another move. To me, given that it's nearly 6pm UK time, the likelihood is... If it's not Douglas Louise, it's not going to be anyone. That, to me, seems the most likely situation we're in now. But we'll see what happens. I mean, this, dead, this deadline day has already been wild. Anthony moving to United for 100 million. We've seen Aubameyang go to Chelsea. I've got to say, it's gross. It's gross. I'm sorry, Aubameyang at Chelsea is gross. I don't like it. There, I said it. I don't like it. It doesn't matter. He's gone. He's not our player. It doesn't matter anymore. I just don't like it. I don't. I'm sorry. Just seeing him in a blue shirt of Chelsea will make me genuinely vomit. Um, it sounds like reduced wages, two year with an option of a third. Um, by all accounts, it sounds like he is either on his way to London or already in London, potentially, depending on uh, the reports. So it looks like the deal's all but done. And, you know, look, he's a, he's a fading force. We know that. But he's a poacher. If you can get the ball in and around the penalty area, he will finish it. So he'll get chances. He'll miss chances. We know he'll miss chances. We have first-hand knowledge of chances he will miss. But he'll also score chances as well. So let's just hope that his fading force is a steep decline and he stops scoring as soon as possible because seeing Olber bag goals in a Chelsea shirt will genuinely make me quite sick. Um, we'll see what kind of reception he gets when, uh, when, whenever we play Chelsea. I suspect it'll be a warm one, unless, of course, he does a madness, at which point mm, we'll see how it goes. Um, so yeah, as you can see, the transfer window is throwing up all sorts of madness. No idea what to expect. No idea what left turns are left in. What I do know is I've got meetings to get to. There's more news to come. I'm going to leave you people to enjoy it. We're going to touch base. Man United preview coming. Because that's right, we do have a game coming up against Manchester United when all of this madness is over. For now, people, keep cool. Composure, lads. Composure. Keep your cool. Let's see what the end of the window brings. Have fun. Enjoy it, people.